I don't know. Like, she's not female. She identifies as female, but that's what makes her transgender. That doesn't make her female. Right. And at the end of the day, she is not. Well, but I feel like, okay, like, fine. I give her the transgender label. Fine. I get it. But I don't think she should have the title being first female general when, like, okay, fine. I identify as a man. I'm the shortest man there is. You know, like, I don't (laughs) get that title just because I identify. Yeah. Yeah. Can't relate to cancel culture, hookup culture, or victim culture? (laughs) Well, neither could we. We created this platform for those other girls. Girls like us who want to give a different perspective from a Christian and conservative worldview. We talk about life, work, relationships, and everything in between. Let's be those other girls that don't just talk about culture, but change culture and bring back traditional values. expressed on this podcast are our own and do not reflect our employers enjoy oh hello everyone you are listening to those other girls with mallory and friends i'm mallory i'm victoria and i'm melanie and we are changing culture and bringing back traditional values oh okay so we have a lot to go over today um and we're gonna do a fun game but first, does everybody okay, Melanie, does everybody want to just say something really actually, I'll say something really quick about Melanie and then we will um, get into what everyone else is doing. I don't know if everyone knows this, but Melanie received an award um, from the RNC, which is amazing. Um, there's a video that I can add. Oh, I guess I can't add it because I can't access it. But um she received an award. Melanie, you want to tell us the award you received? Yeah, so I was recognized uh, by the RNC and received an award called Chairman's Champion. So I was recognized for my different door knocking efforts, things I've done to encourage voters to vote pro-life first and get pro-life candidates elected. So that was a nice uh, recognition. The RNC opened up a Hispanic community center on the south side of San Antonio, which is mi barrio, my hood. So it was nice to be there at that celebration, at that opening of that new community center and to receive that award. So, yeah, thank you, Mallory, for shouting that out. And thank you, Jerry, for encouraging Mallory to shout that out. Is that why Jerry wanted to get on? I don't Maybe. know. Y'all get you a man like that treats you how Jerry treats <laughs> Melanie. He messaged me, was like, hey, um, can you make sure you mention Melanie's award? And if you follow him on Instagram, he like shared a video praising Melanie for her award and was like very proud of her. So that's the standard, ladies. A Jerry. Yes. All- wow. After a terrible Jerry from um Rick and Morty, the dad, he's a lame loser. His name is Jerry on Rick and Morty, but this is a good Jerry. We want yeah. this type. Mm-hmm. Be the Jerry from Texas, not the Jerry from Morty. 
Yeah, no. Get you yeah. a, a those other Jerry's. <laughs> yeah, get you a those other Jerry's. Okay, Vic, anything happened cool for you this week? Hold on. It's under, it's in the kitchen on the rack. Sebastian is asking where his Diet Coke store. Mm. I cleaned. And he, know, but he knows you are girl bossing right now. That's crazy. I know. Well, he just, we're, we're recording this Thursday night and he just got home from an event. So he's like heating up dinner. I cooked and um, <laughs> was asking where the Diet Coke was. But, um, well, I've started, um, a new branch of my business uh, tpc merch ah so if you guys see um or we'll have it on our social media but it's a shirt that says let's go brandon and if you guys are interested um dm the account or yeah that'll probably be easiest dm the account and um We'll make it, send it, and part of the proceeds go towards those other girls to help us kind of, I told you this, why are you getting excited? No, because when you said I was like, oh, that's so good, and then like halfway through my woo, I was like, oh, wait, I already knew that. Yeah, you already knew that. <laughs> so yeah, so um, they're white shirts with the NASCAR logo, and it says, let's go, Brandon. They're very cute. They're very comfortable. Mm-hmm. Right now, I have a large on because it's Sebastian's, and honestly, I've not made myself a medium yet. But I would say, like, it's, it's pretty comfy. Like, I like it. Um, it it's looks like a, very, like, it looks like good material because, you know, sometimes yes, you get... It's Gildian Ooh. t-shirt. So I know we would have those, like, with sororities and stuff, I believe. But yeah, if you guys are interested, comment um, or DM us and... We'll make a shirt uh, with shipping. It's $20. So, Oh, that's not bad at all. No, not at all. It's I'm, not bad. I feel like there's some out there for like 40 Oh, um, yeah. Like, I think like um, Ben Shapiro is selling it for like crazy amounts. Yeah. So get support small businesses, support those other girls. Um, and, and support get, TPC merch. And if yeah. you need any merch, let me know too. I can do mugs, t-shirts, um bags i know we're planning on coming out with some merch through tpc merch and that i don't we have not figured out exactly because i'm still trying to figure out exactly i'm still trying to figure out the designs like we haven't like settled on designs. yeah we're still working out and like some cool sayings so there's things that we say throughout the like in every episode or something that you're like ooh, that'd be fun to have on a shirt or a mug let us know i already suggested ooh, good question vic because i feel like all of the interviews i say that ooh, good yeah. question i think it's a good question Vic. i think it'd be like ooh, good question yeah, something like that. Yeah, I think or, that would be good. <laughs> Melanie, because I do that a lot too in real life as well. Melanie's hilarious. Um, but yeah, cool. But yeah, okay, so there's something else I was gonna say and I don't remember it. I'm just oh, I have two exams this weekend. I have finals this weekend. I'm just and like, it's late, overly stressed right now. Yeah, oh, but, I'm sorry. Yeah, but yeah, that, that's how everything's going okay um and i'll just say my quick thing um legit got home 20 ish minutes ago from my first like official like gun shooting class i um so i shot a gun before um in a in a friend's backyard um in rural pennsylvania 
and um you know that was one experience but this experience was very different it was in a class like we talked about before first of all it was a women a woman's class which I highly recommend and honestly I don't think I ever want to take a men's class I just want to take women's classes um because I really liked at the beginning we talked about just in general like safety things things as women that we need to do and I realized like and I've told Melanie and Vic this I am so reckless like yes I- <laughs> we like we're literally discussing how a woman gets murdered in one of our true crimes and Mallory's over here is like yeah I don't even check if that's my uber I'm like oh my god like you're the one that's obsessed with true crime I know. and it's like like I am like I because I and I need to I have like a blog post ready for us to post actually about like tips on traveling for work and like flying oh I traveled for work like a month ago but like I will not get an uber by myself when I travel for work I rent a car because I don't feel comfortable getting in an uber by myself see and I'm the exact opposite I've I've fallen asleep in ubers um so that's not good yeah that's not good that's not safe that's not things to do like the only time (laughs) I've gotten well the only time I've gotten an uber by myself is like downtown DC where like you can kind of like traffic get out there's always there's people around on the roads like yeah I was just going from like foggy bottom to um like a couple blocks away I don't even remember what it's called but Adams Morgan no um it's like the nice area in the northern part did you take the red line Georgetown no 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 um nice well, yeah, but it's like, <laughs> whatever. Anyway, um, Mount Vernon. No, no, okay. no, no. It's in D.C. Okay. Like, it's like where the end of the red line is. I, I'm i blue and silver line girl. Um, okay. <laughs> that's all I ever really, I think I've taken the red line like twice in my life. Every time I've ever gone to D.C., it's always the blue line. Oh, I took the silver and orange line a lot out to Arlington for internship yeah and I almost if I'm in DC like I'm in DC like I I never really other than like going from Reagan to um into the city but anyway y'all that doesn't matter um what I was gonna say is in this class (laughs) y'all really went on that I saw your face Melody was like okay like (laughs) what I was my point being um in this class though like the number one myth that she had was it'll never happen to me I was like whoa that's how I live my life so like I really (laughs) I really got to thinking like I really need to stop doing that like that's not like now's not the time to do that and I you know I have my reasons for not thinking it'll happen to me but like I'm sure like oh I always think it's gonna happen to me yeah I just I don't know I feel like I'm not like and this is gonna sound terrible I feel like I'm just not like the target market like Um, (laughs) I know that sounds terrible but like I think anyone's the target market well this is gonna sound awful I'll just use organs organ for example currently at the state no one is going to be harvesting my organs personally I like that's why I'm not like but I realize like that's first of all I'm not going to be at the state forever hopefully so if I keep up this reckless behavior when maybe I do have on the outside looking in better looking organs then like you know oh, that's not good and then also too like realistically I mean I could be robbed 
that's not like that was one of the things she said like sometimes it could be like a robbery like she shared a story where like this um and she oh the other thing too the last thing that we gotta get into like the stuff for the day because we have a lot um she shared the story and I thought it was really good she was saying how like the idea isn't to use your gun the idea is to de-escalate is to notice what's going on before so you won't even have to get to that point and she said like sometimes you get so into these classes and you think that you're like this big superhero you're going to save the day but like that's not the reality so what she said that um a lady excuse me a lady and a guy and a husband a husband and a wife <laughs> pull up to their house and they pull up to their house like in the evening and they see that someone is in their in their house like robbing the house well the guy is like well i have my gun i'm gonna go in there i'm gonna tell him what's up and um you know how like realistically you know how like men are especially when they think they're natural protectors they're natural providers that's like just kind of how their mind goes so he told Mm -hmm. his wife to stay in the car he goes inside of the house turns out there's two people in the house they get in some sort of like scuffle argument and the other guy goes out back and shoots his wife in the head because she was on the phone calling 911 and she's saying like really what should have happened is forget the house drive away call 911 and let them know what's going on that was my first thought I'm like why would you go in drive away well her thing was like you you take all these classes you think yeah I'm really good like I've learned my stuff I'm gonna be the hero I'm gonna protect my Mm -mm. family and it's like no you cannot have that your your main goal is to escalate another thing she said that was really good and I had never heard this um so you know how the kids are doing uh the kids you know how like people in high school and middle school are doing these active shooter drills right okay think about this the active shooter would be one of the kids so they're really just telling the active shooter like okay everybody's going to be in this corner all right so she said what really so there should be things to like identify the active shooter first that's one of the things she said but she said and she was also like what's happening is like everybody's crowded in this room they're not leaving if there's only one active shooter and everybody's crouching you're like making yourself a target she said what she recommends is that um one of the kids someone throws a chair out the out a window break the window just get out the building she said that's like the best thing to do just get out the building because the reality is like if it's just one shooter the odds of them like it, you'll have better, greater odds if you just got out the building. She was like, it's better if you jump off of like the second floor and break your arm, then, you know, you end up dead. Because even when you think about it, like if there's an active shooter, okay, they pick your door, they pick your, um, they pick your classroom. No one has anything to protect them because, you know, mm-hmm. the, the teachers don't have guns. Right? No one has anything to protect them. So that's just like what, 16 kids right there in one classroom when if they had already open the window broken the window and ran out maybe someone has a broken arm maybe someone hurt their leg but at least they're able to run out and they have a fighting chance and I was like that's very good information so I did that a couple hours ago a couple minutes really ago and it was a really great experience um highly recommend everybody go take a class I think it'll be beneficial I was super nervous I was one of those people who was like really really nervous and like I was like shaking at one point but it's okay because it's all good Yep. All right. So really quick, we're going to do, so we're going to do this, this or that really quick, just a fun thing. And we're going to also put it in our story. So um, when you guys hear this on Saturday, you'll be able to do it and then make sure you tag us and we'll share it. Everybody ready? Ready? Yes. Ice coffee or hot coffee? 
Ice. 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 Watching a movie or reading a book? <laughs> I know what Vic's going to say. Movie. Movie. Totally a book. <laughs> Apple cider or pumpkin spice? Apple cider. Apple cider. I don't know if I've even tried either of those. Really? Okay, hmm. that's that's different. I'm going to go with apple cider because I Good. feel like I've maybe tried that before. Apple hot apple cider is so Ugh, adding cinnamon in it too i have never thought of doing that i'll have to try that um hay rides or corn maze corn maze i think hay ride i don't know if i've done a corn maze before i would say hay ride because i've never done a corn maze i don't think i want to say hay rides because corn mazes are so simple to me really but yeah <laughs> Well, like, I feel like I've never been to, like, a real corn maze. I feel like I, the one we did, so my mom had us do these fall activities the day after the Women's March. Or, no, I'm sorry, the minutes after the Women's March when I got home. And we did the <laughs> corn maze. And it was, like, for children. And it was, like, you put a st- or you color in or like you put a sticker when you find this thing that matches this thing. And I was, like, this is... Like, what i did yeah. a corn maze a few days ago for my friend's birthday and it was we did it at night and so it, i don't know how it is if you're saying like a child like like the corn was way taller than us and we had to solve these riddles and you oh, found the rock and then fun. you're like and if you got the riddle wrong then you would turn the wrong way so you have to get the riddle right that way you turn the correct way from the rock oh, to find the next rock that sounds interesting okay yeah. that actually sounds fun i did like it was like a picture you had to color it was it was lame sweaters <laughs> or flannels sweaters sweaters i got flannels i feel like that i could have pegged that um soup or chili chili soup chili i had chili tonight i don't like soup other than beef and broccoli well i feel I mean, like cheese and broccoli chili, it's like all the soups like you have the meats you have the beans you have the vegetables like yeah avocado. I, okay okay can i i would like to add an amendment to that okay uh brendrick stew have you ever had that before i've never even heard of that <laughs> sounds like you sneezed <laughs> okay it's like it's like a country southern thing so um. Yeah, that's probably why. <clears throat> like, that's, like, my favorite thing. Fuzzy socks or slippers? Slippers. Fuzzy socks. I think slippers. I'm not really I don't a sock person. own fuzzy socks. I own, to- I own a pair of slippers, but I am wearing, like, Uggs. And, like, I consider, like, Uggs more slippers, but you can wear out. Okay. That's an interesting take on Uggs, for sure. Interesting take. I definitely brought out my Uggs, like, last weekend. Because I was like, oh, it's Ugg season already. But look, it came by really fast. It's amazing. Okay, last one. Halloween or Hallelujah Night? Hallelujah Night for me. I mean, I guess Halloween night, because I don't really care for Halloween. Like, I just don't like it. Like, can we do, like, Halloween or Thanksgiving? Like, I love Thanksgiving. I like Thanksgiving, too. My bir- Your birthday's always around Thanksgiving. Yeah, my too, birthday's right? on Thanksgiving this year. 
Oh, is it really? Yeah. It's my favorite holiday. Yeah. I like Thanksgiving. Yeah. I think for my birthday, I'm getting a tattoo this year. <gasps> oh, that's cool. Of yeah. what? Um, It's the Maya Angela poem, Still I Rise. It's like, I've been wanting to get this since I was like 20. Wow. Okay. And it's just like a little one on my wrist. Whoa. And then big. Sebastian and I talked for our two-year anniversary we're gonna get like our rings tattooed to our ring finger oh i've seen that i've also seen i forgot how it goes but it's like some sort of like dots where it's like you jesus and your lover Ooh, i like that recommend. yeah maybe look that up somewhere um yeah. i don't really know how to describe it but i know it's like you jesus and your lover like that's the three mm-hmm Melanie, what about you? Halloween or Halloween night? Well, okay. It's complicated <laughs> because to my understanding, Halloween comes from All Hallows Eve mm-hmm. and hollow meaning holy because the next day, November 1st, as in the Catholic Church, we believe to be All, All Saints, Saints day, day, All Holies Day. So it is Halloween is the eve of the all holies day so i don't know as a catholic (laughs) i like to dress up i like to enjoy the free candy and the trick-or-treating the camaraderie if you will and i still celebrate the day with my worldview of like remembering all the people who've gone on to heaven before me and so it's it's like a both and. It's Halloween and a hallelujah night for me. Okay. I just put that in there because I know that's like super controversial among Christians. <laughs> and I really wanted yeah. to trip you guys up. But it looks like I did. Yeah, I mean, I did. really don't care about Halloween at all. Like, I've just never been a fan. See, so, okay. So, growing up, we did hallelujah night. Um, never went trick-or-treating. And, like, we were told you know some history behind it and I do like I do believe it's not necessarily a holiday like that I know I feel convicted about like going full on out I'll I'll say that um but if you're if you don't then that's like that's fine I don't care um I'm just telling about my conviction um so then when I went to college though that's like the it's hollow weekend that was like the thing like people who Ours never hollow week it's oh. a whole seven days at ECU well excuse me it was like the weekend that people who like did not go out went out like yeah. it was big the parties that never charged girls they would charge girls that weekend like it was big so that's when I was like okay I do kind of like like obviously not obviously but like you know gave into some stuff and I started dressing up and I was like okay I really do like this so like if I'm going somewhere I 110% probably would dress up but like I wouldn't decorate like I wouldn't do anything else but I also am the type of person that likes dressing up and I heard someone say that they do a murder mystery fun game thing with their friends that's fun I know so when I get my own apartment everyone's invited we're all dressing up we're gonna do like full on like um the office where everybody talks in accents you gotta dress (laughs) like your character I'm gonna send you your character a week in advance so you can prepare like 
I'm going full out. So that's obviously can't do that now. But when I get my own apartment, that's what we're going to do. Everyone's in. Yes. I, was like, everyone's I love it. That's so fun. <laughs> I've never done one before, but Me neither. definitely on my list of things to do. Yeah, that's what I really want to do. All right. So let's get into it. We're going to do the fast three real quick. Um, first thing is San Francisco um shut down in and out for not enforcing the jab so in and out has joined one of the companies that um is not enforcing the jab so that's great good for them the jab mandate um i don't even i don't we don't have an in and out right no it's a west coast thing which i'm very surprised about because it is like california based yeah well yeah it says san oh well it doesn't say san francisco well, it's a california based yeah. place like they're based out of california and they are limited on how, like, the family decided, like, it's going to be, like, a limit on how many go out of California. Oh, really? So, like, there's wow. few in, like, Arizona, a few in Texas. Hmm. That's pretty much it. Wow. Okay. But, yeah, they are one of the ones that did not enforce. So, good for them. Um, then Jamie Lee Spears, her donation of her book sales was denied by a mental health charity after they received intense backlash for supporting her amid her messy feud with Britney Spears. Um, This was one of the articles that you guys, we're going to start doing like the vote, like which one should be a fast three, which one should be a main, and you guys voted that this should be a fast three. So that's all we're going to really talk about that. But I'll leave the link. Really interesting that like they're not going to accept a donation over that, but I don't know. I don't. Do you guys have any random thoughts on that? Or that's just an interesting story. I just don't see it as a nonprofit. Why wouldn't you take a donation? But, yeah. but then again, like I wouldn't want to take a donation. Like a Christian organization wouldn't want to take a donation from someone who made all their money stripping and they're donating. You that's know? true. I wonder, yeah. Maybe I that maybe they know something more about her than we do. I, I think she has a lot more involved than what she's leading on for sure yeah yep so i'm gonna add our final fast three um and this is something that is really cool so high school girl fires or shoots a 57 in conference championship after being named usa today's best for north carolina macy pate ranked as the best high school girl golfer in north carolina in the first national usa today high school Sports awards set Bermuda Run West Country Club ablaze third Tuesday, shooting 14 under 57. So, like in the golf world, um, 72 is like average. She shoots a 57 on 18 holes. Like wow. a lot of pe- professional golfers don't even shoot that. And what's really cool is she goes to my high school and is coached by my dad. Whoa. Okay. That's cool. That's, that's cool. Yeah. So that's why I kind of wanted to throw that in there that it's like, it's just so cool. Like she's like being recognized like nationally for this. Good so for I just want to like throw it out there. Like, I mean, this group of girls, like my dad has this year, it, they're such some of like the sweetest girls. Um, They play States on Monday and Tuesday. So wishing them luck, but they are so hardworking. Um, I'm, remember during like when they were taking like COVID classes during and like doing classes at home they'd literally sit on the driving range 
and be in class while hitting golf balls. Like they're, yeah, they're a bunch of geniuses. They're such good athletes, such good academics and all their hard work is paying off. So I just wanted to say, congrats, Macy. We're proud of you. Wow. I love that girl power. I mean, professionals don't even do that. I'm I'm sold. Good for her. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. So that those are our fast three stories. And now we're getting into our main stories. So this woman's video about why you should have sex on the first date is going viral and is starting a debate. Recently, a woman named Eve caught the attention of over 25 million people after she'd made this video talking about the importance of having sex on the first date. Um, yes. I ain't about it. I don't like that. I just feel like she did it to go viral. Like, think of like, because you can make money on TikTok, you know? Like, yeah. I honestly think, like, I haven't seen the video, but... I oh, never. let me like, tell you. Okay, let me t- let me tell you why she um her what happened. So she did not sleep with this guy for a while, and then they finally slept, and they're having uh I guess trigger not trigger warning like oh don't have your kids listen right now. Um, they're having sexual intercourse, and in the middle of sexual intercourse, they're doing like dirty talk, or he's doing dirty talk, and he says something like um let me put a baby in you or something like that and she said that's a birthing kink and that she's not okay with that and like he should have mentioned earlier that um she had he had a birthing kink so because he has a birthing kink if they had had sex on the first date she would have known that and she wouldn't have wasted her time with him I didn't know birthing kink was a thing because off. it's not really a thing but you know I've never heard that, but like sex is meant between a husband and wife, Mm -hmm. like, and it's meant like for that emotional, like it is very emotional. Like I will, like, I agree with that. It's like very emotional, but, and, and it's very like intimate act between a husband and wife, but the whole point of sex is to get, have kids yep and reproduce like in the end sex isn't to reproduce like that's animals have sex not like for pleasure but to reproduce Mm -hmm. that's just kind of how I look at it and like the whole like oh he's a birthing kink like that's not a thing that's the whole point of sex yeah I definitely agree with you that um sex is meant for new life and for the bonding of spouses that renewal of your marital covenant and the natural outcome of sex is the potential of pregnancy the potential of new life and in in the video she talks about saying that she asked this guy do you have any kinks he didn't tell her what he was interested in then she discovered this mid-sex and then she says that all the weeks of the dating went down the drain and out the door because of that negative experience and so I just think that even if you had a negative experience like I don't know let's say you've been in love with your spouse and or your future husband and now it's your wedding night and you know you didn't have the best experience your first time 
that doesn't automatically mean everything goes out of the door, you know? Well, that's, I don't know. I feel like yeah, that's like separating sex and the sacred, sex and the emotions of that bonding, of the intimate act and how vulnerable it is um, to say that I had a bad time, so thanks for all the dates, you know, you know, peace out, Girl Scout. Um, I just feel like that takes away, you know, from the relationship that could have been building. And the other thing, too, that I didn't like of the video is she goes on to say, like, I don't know if she said this while she was mid sex with the guy, but she did say, are you going to pay for my abortion? Are you going to be okay with being a single dad? So again, it's affirming this, I don't know, birth control, abortion culture. And I'm surprised she even mentioned being a single dad because that would, that would imply that she would have a baby and, 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 um, place the baby with the dad with so well no she was was, she would abandon it let's not even yeah like like, it was an implication she did not want the child and she would abandon it yeah yeah i just i was just trying to stay place rather than give up um yeah but i guess yeah if you're abandoning a child then i guess it's more giving up than placing yeah so that was another part of the video that i didn't like was that mention of you gonna pay for my abortion and Again, I feel like that's just perpetrating that abortion normative culture that ladies, you may get pregnant at some point when you're not ready, when you're not wanting it. So abortion is readily available to you. And But really, like how we just discussed, the logical <laughs> ends of what sex leads to is a new human life. And so consenting to sex should be also consenting to the potential of the results of sex which is a baby and so you know if you're not ready to consent to the new life that potential then you shouldn't be consenting to sex period that's um, a really but there's good that disconnect point. in our culture yeah, yeah that's a really good point disconnect. because we talk about okay with sex is like you need to consent you need to consent you mean you need to make sure that both parties consent just to have it but no one's consenting of okay if we do have sex there is a chance of getting pregnant mm-hmm. that's like a really interesting take on that yeah, I yeah was looking- like i said i feel like there's just a wire that's not <laughs> connected and so and i mean i will add to like there are ways to have sex and not get pregnant not birth control but like tracking your cycle like when you're not ovulating like yeah exactly that's yeah, why you I said sex not get pregnant. the potential of yeah. a new life yeah because not, right, not every act of sex automatically means yep. you will become so, like, pregnant exactly so like you can't have sex and not get pregnant but it's also like in the end sex is about continuing life yeah I'm Everything you guys said, I agree. I'm trying to find this comment. I can't find it, but it was just about like the whole birthing kink thing that I just was like, I didn't like, that's not like, let's not make that a, like, that's, let's not make a birthing kink a thing. Like, that's not like, what does that even mean? Um, But I can't find that comment. 
Um, but what I was going to say, Melanie, is something that you said earlier uh, at the beginning of your comment, you had said something like, uh, oh, you were talking about how it was like one bad sexual experience and then she's like, throw it out. And I feel like mm-hmm. that's just part of the culture now where it's like, well, first of all, that's casual sex. And this is what, this is the result of casual sex. Because when you are just having casual sex, you can also just find someone else that fits what you want for when you want it, even if, and then maybe you might change your mind so you can find someone else that decides to do that. Um, But also too, I think this is just part of that self-love culture of like, well, this person did something that I did not like and I am a queen, so I deserve the absolute best. They make one mistake, uh-uh, not for me, mm-hmm. as opposed of like grace and understanding and getting to know mm-hmm. someone and like- um, And mercy. And mercy, like that's, but you know, if you're just thinking of yourself, like you have to have the best at all times and, you know, have this da 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 then it's not, then you're not, you know- I don't know that's just yeah yeah and I really feel like this goes back to like like the the sexual the promiscuity the you can sleep with whoever whenever I have all the consensual sex you want goes back to this birth control culture that it should be readily accessible everyone has this you have abortion if you need it and I think that's also a result of divorce of you know family strong family units not being the norm in culture anymore that now it's the norm for people to divorce and to get remarried have you know multiple marriages after you know and so I just think that it goes back to the family it goes back to conversations about the purpose of sex which is for babies and bonding And so, yeah, I just think it has all these different elements of birth control, 1960s, divorce, remarriage, you know? Yeah. And unfortunately, that's just society. That's just how women are, like, that's just so normalized. I mean, if you look at the comments of the, on the BuzzFeed thing, one or two people made a comment like, oh, that's not good. You, um oh that's not good you should um you like uh what they're saying like oh that's not good like you shouldn't sleep with someone the first day or like someone did say something that I thought was inappropriate but like their whole a couple of people not not the majority just a couple of people's consensus was like you should not be having sex on the first day but the rest is oh you are slut shaming oh my goodness these people are kink shaming um if this is a kink that's fine they should just discuss it the first day I had sex the first day with my spouse and we've been married for 30 years like it's just you know all of this it's part of the culture now like it's just kind of like the common thing that like you just sleep with people and I mean that's what's very interesting about just dating in general in this day and age um like it's it unfortunately kind of is expected that you will sleep with a guy the very first time you meet him whether they and I'll be honest whether they claim to be Christian or not because I mean everybody says they're Christian nowadays but um it is kind of just the expectation and unfortunately um that's just culture that's just how women are um interacting with the world I guess that's what I'm trying to say. 
yeah. Yeah, it's very much so like immediate results, immediate pleasure, like with our phones, having immediate access to things. And so it's like, if you don't please me, if you disturb my peace, Mm -hmm. goodbye. And like, I just want to say this, I have never had sex and I've been in a long-term relationship with my boyfriend, Jerry, love you, Jerry. Um, and this December will make three years of us dating and we hope to be married in the near future. And let's just, let's just hypothetically say on our wedding night, we didn't, we don't have the best experience as first timers of sex that's not going to throw in the trash our entire relationship because we have our faith we have our friendship we have you know just the the our experiences things that we've done together learned together and so you know one bad experience isn't going to take away from everything we've built and yeah it's just I think it goes back to like I said taking sex away from the sacred which should be in the covenant of marriage right and but once again that goes to casual sex if you're having casual sex this makes perfect sense you just find you have to sleep with tons of people because the reality is everybody has different methods or different however they do things differently so if you're going to try to find the perfect person you're going to have to sleep with a bajillion different people to find that person that you're not going to be upset with the very first time and then you're going to be let down and you may be missing out on someone who's a really great person with a good character i don't know but yeah and it just adds to why sex is important within the confines of marriage so yeah Anyone have anything to say about pads and tampons this year? Yes. You got it now? I, I have something to say. <laughs> I, have, I have a lot to say about this topic, actually. And what I want to say is that it's that time of year again, folks. We are collecting money for pads and tampons for women in shelters in North Carolina. One of the least donated items in the shelters are pads and tampons. What? I know they are left out. So we are stepping in to fill the gap for these ladies. Last year, the goal was $200 and we exceeded that goal and bought 792 pads and 296 tampons. So let's surpass that goal again this year. Acts chapter 20 verse 35 says, in all things, I have shown you that by working hard in this way, we must help the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Amen. Amen. That's what I wanted to say about pads and tampons. That's fantastic. Everyone, we are close to our goal. Let's go ahead and knock out the rest of how much we need. Whatever 250 minus 190 is, that's how many dollars we need left. Let's go ahead and knock that out so we can provide for these people. All right, Vic, next story. I don't know if y'all noticed, but my dogs were doing laps during that and Phoebe knocked my mic over. Okay, so I did notice your mic. Like I looked down. And then I looked up and I was like, oh, your mic is no longer in front of you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they just came in from going outside and apparently we're very excited from going outside. (laughs) All right. So our next story is Dr. Rachel Levine 
The nation's most senior transgender official made history again Tuesday by becoming the first openly trans- transgender four-star officer across any of the country's eight uniformed services. Levine, the assistant secretary of health, was sworn in Tuesday as an admiral, the highest-ranking official of the U.S. Public Health Services Commission Corps, whose 60,000 uniformed officers are entrusted with protecting the nation's public health. Levine's appointment also made her the organization's first female four-star officer. I did not know this existed. So before we get to anything, that last sentence, Levine's appointment also made her the organization's first female four-star officer feels like a slap in the face. She's for first female. Yeah, that this is like I, my I, only issue with I'm like, speechless. <laughs> well, this is like my only issue with like the far left feminist when it comes to stuff like this. Yeah. Because it's like I don't know, like she's not female. She identifies as female, but that's what makes her transgender that doesn't make her female right and at the end of the day she is not well but i feel like okay like fine i give her the transgender label fine i get it but i don't think she should have the title being first female general when like okay fine i identify as a man i'm the shortest man there is you know, like, I don't get that title just because I identify. Yeah. But, yeah. And uh, I just think it's very interesting that, um, for example, the, and she's in charge of public health. And it concerns me in the sense of, like, obviously what the implications are. Ali Saki has done podcasts on this. And I want to say it was a podcast I was listening to with her or either Monica Klein's podcast, one of their podcasts. They were talking about transgenderism and they were saying how like it really is difficult for when you go to the doctor because the reality is there are certain medications there's certain things that you go to and like whether you're a male or a female whether you're born male or female you absolutely like it can make a difference a life or death difference in dosages of different mm. things um and it's like it's not like a it's not a joke like sir and you know you can take this transgender belief idea to the fullest extent and you can end up hurting yourself you can end up hurting yourself and it just concerns me that someone who's in charge of health would be would have this role also too i'm gonna be honest like and this is this might be a, a a hot take everyone and i'm saying this as someone who is technically obese i wouldn't want someone obese over public health either I like I, I just I would want to be honest I'd want someone healthy like I mean that's just I'd want someone who's healthy and you know there could I wouldn't want someone underweight either I wouldn't want someone who um just isn't healthy Mel what are your thoughts well okay I have several <laughs> thoughts have y'all ever seen the clip from Steven Crowder that he dressed as a woman and went to Planned Parenthood asking for a pregnancy test. Okay, no. it was okay. So when I have to look that up. Okay, <laughs> so he got 
he actually had a friend who was pregnant at the time who I guess gave him a sample of her urine and so he gave the friend's urine that way it would the Planned Parenthood would say so you're pregnant you know to a, a man dressed as a woman identifying as a woman and they just told him about his options of what he could do with as a pregnant woman and sent him on his way and he said that the reality is is if a man were to test positive on a pregnancy test that could be a sign of I believe he said testicular cancer or some other type of cancer something like that it's like actually a big health concern um it was like on a Grey's Anatomy episode. I remember something hearing about oh, that. Oh, okay. That yeah. is so crazy. Okay, wait, yeah. wait. Pause, 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 pause. Now, was it obvious that he was a man dressed as a woman or did he like try to feminize feminize himself? Because I mean, he wore a dress, fake boobs, and a wig, but you but, could still look at Steven Crowder. Okay, you can still know, tell it was a is, man. That is distinctly a male. Okay, okay. And well, you no, know, his voice is deep and he would try to be like, hello. well no i was asking because you know that girl that i follow because i like her aesthetic if she walked in i'd be like oh yeah she's a woman okay or that you know what i'm talking about there's like a girl and supergirl that is a transgender the she has all the fairy stuff and like her boyfriend i've sent you the account before anyway maybe like there are some people who are incredibly passing but it was Uh obvious that it was a man yeah okay so that's a disservice health disservice to that man yeah i'm just giving that as an example i know of of a transgender person or someone posing as one and planned parenthood being an organization that says we respect all lgbtqia plus um and saying you're pregnant when it was obviously a man in front of them that's crazy yeah and so yeah and the other thought that I have on the the topic of transgenderism transgendered women I can't speak much to a woman becoming a man but for me I just feel like it truly takes away the authenticity and the power of being a woman you know because a transgendered woman or a man becoming a woman will never menstruate they'll never what's the word uh, lactate you know they'll never be able to breastfeed um they won't have the same chromosomes they'll never have the same hormone response of the brain talking to the uterus and you know there's just some things that will never they will never experience. And I think a huge one I feel like is our fertility, is ovulation, is our white flow, the mucus and our red flow, our bleeding, the menstruating menses. And so, you know, I just feel like to identify as a woman, but you will never know those experiences. You just, you'll never know, you know? And so I just feel like for me, it takes away the authenticity the just true female empowerment because it's like you'll never know those lived experiences yeah because you're not truly a woman and I feel like too it is a a part of or one type of body dysmorphia and to not address it as such is a disservice to 
the person who has that body dysmorphia because you know sometimes there's people who look at their hand and say this is truly not my hand when you know someone else can say no bro that is your hand like that is your body and so I think it's similar to that the transgenderism and so but I do think my sister's like a biology major and she described Mm -hmm. it to me as it's like when someone loses a limb Mm-hmm. is like they have the same brain makeup as someone who's lost a limb mm-hmm. yeah but we can't give like so melanie go ahead finish what you were going to say and then i have something to say about yeah that. so what i want last thought on the topic is like how you've told me before mal all money's green so if i were to go to a a cookie shop owned by a, a transgendered person or a same-sex couple but they got good cookies like I'm not going to not shop there or I'm not going to, you know, not use the service of someone who I can tell is LGBTQIA plus. Right. Like, you like know, if you're dying, so, you're not going to be like, no, to the doctor. I, yeah, I don't exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I, as a, a, a very pro-life person, I always carry with me the, 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 the mindset of, everyone's a human like everyone is still equally human deserving of respect and dignity so even though like I said I've talked about how I don't like the idea of transgendered women because they won't ever truly understand the full experience of being a woman and I do believe that transgenderism is a one type of body dysmorphia I still would love uh, someone who's a member of the LGBTQIA community and give them respect and dignity. So that's the last thought I had on the topic. And I actually, to piggyback off of that, you kind of took my, what I was going to say is though I disagree wholeheartedly, and I really don't think we should affirm people who do have body dysmorphia, who, who brain chemistry is the same as if they lost a limb. I do think we need to offer them love and grace in the sense mm-hmm. of like they're still a human being. Yeah. Um, I just and I think that we just have to like it's such a hard situation. I'll be honest, I've never met anyone. Well, that's not true. I've met, I think, this person, but like I didn't really interact with them because it never came across. But when I was in a program, there was someone who was um transgender. So um it's not like I had this all this history with a person who identifies as such but I do think that we have to like Melanie said show love grace and mercy toward that person but I do think it is imperative and it is important for us to also realize that like we can we should not affirm now what does that look like if it's your loved one I don't know um I think there's resources out there for you um Ali Sucky and um Monica Klein girl defined they've all done episodes and things like that um but you know I I think that it's it's so important to go into these situations just thinking about like like if there was a situation where I did have to if there was something in that realm that I had to interact with I would go in asking the Holy Spirit to speak through me if I I don't know like if it's something casual, like, oh, we're all going out to get ice cream. And one of my friend's friends just happens to be transgender. Obviously, I'm not going to, like, make a big deal out of it. But, you know, if it's something a little bit more serious than that, I would ask the Holy Spirit to speak through me because at the end of the day, like, we, 
have to offer grace and mercy, but we also should do our best to to see how we can help someone. If you don't have a relationship with someone, there's only so much you can do. Um, but yeah, I just I wanted to add that. Yeah, for me, um, when I was in community college was the first time. Well, actually, I knew a transgendered person in high school. I had someone in high school. Um, but at the time, I don't think I fully understood transgenderism. Like I didn't, I, I couldn't, didn't. I, know I think I, didn't I thought maybe they were a, a, a lesbian. Like I didn't know that was a person wanting to become a male. And when I was in community college is when I befriended someone who was transgender who was very open about talking about their experience and saying like I just started my testosterone shots and like how you're saying like um I wasn't ever going to be you know let me sit down with you and talk to you about your sin like that's not that was never my approach I did my best to respect that person and see them as a human that has, you know, more characteristics and traits than wanting to become a boy. And um, I just always did my best to, instead of like saying the pronouns they wanted, I would just say their name, you know, when talking about them. And anyways, but like you're saying, like the Holy Spirit will open up opportunities for conversation. And that may not be you, but you can be that light, that example of a Christian who loves them and but I didn't have that relationship or that authority with that person well enough to have that conversation you know I didn't have that authority in that person's life to talk about that so I never did but that was just my experience or the most experience I've had was that community college friend and that's just how I navigated that was you know, respecting them as another human. And last thing on this, and then we got to do our next story. Uh, we got to wrap it up soon. I think it's also incredibly important um, to remember, like, it's okay to discuss things. Because I know that um, it's kind of taboo now to have discussion on topics. It is okay to discuss things. And then not saying to be fake to people when you meet them, but obviously you can have your opinions on things but if you meet someone in real life you don't have to blurt out your opinion right away you know and I think that's something that people struggle with finding the balance of because I know I've done that before I've struggled I've have opinions on things and I struggle with do I give my opinion right now or no this is not the appropriate time so I think that's another thing too just um holy spirit and discernment discernment is so important we really need to tap in and not tap in that's that sounded very on new agey we really need to um <laughs> work on <laughs> work on our discernment we need to work on like okay is god having me do something now no okay let me move on type of thing all right vic let's do our last story all right handmaid's tale author outrages liberals by sharing column about erasure of women which is very relevant to what we just discussed absolutely Atward defends backlash about removing woman from vocabulary. Author Margaret Atward faced backlash from progressives after sharing a column about the erasure of woman. On Tuesday, The Handmaid's Tale author posted an opinion piece on her Twitter account from the Toronto Star titled, Why Can't We Say Woman Anymore? 
article wrote that woman is in danger of becoming a dirty word due to social justice political correctness. Columnist Rosie DeMano also denounced tactics to change women to people as harmful for leaving well-meaning people tongue-tied lest they be attacked as transphobic or otherwise insensitive to the increasing complex constructions of gender. Although Atwood is, Atwood is being criticized for progr by progressives, she's often received their support and praise for her fictional story about Gilead, where women are property and forced to bear children. Progressives frequently use a handmade self-comparison when criticizing pro-life and conservative policies and have dressed up as characters from the story during protests. So, first and foremost, The Handmaid's Tale is not the Republican Party. It's the Democrat Party. Explain this is to like, us. I, Melon and I tried to watch it last year and <laughs> could not get it. Which I'm surprised. We fell asleep. Oh my god. It's I read both the books. I've all caught up today in the series like it's one of my favorites and it's very dark but like my whole thing it's like what people don't realize it's it's literally the democrats what they're trying to do they're trying to erase women which that's what gilead did it like it said it made women property it erased the woman um and it's like a socialistic society where the government tells you who you are as a person, what your job is, how much you can eat, what you can eat, um, what you can read. Women are not allowed to read. And it, it's just like it's the government telling you what you can and can't do. And I really don't understand how the left does not see that is what's going on today with what's going on with the pandemic and i'm saying like the pandemic's real like don't get me wrong the pandemic is real but the whole government control telling you okay this is where you can go you can only go if you have a vaccine companies that have 100 plus employees all have to be vaccinated um kids have to wear a mask uh certain businesses can be open or shut like that's literally what gilead is and what people aren't realizing is that's what the Democratic Party is doing. And so, like, for someone who's read the book, read the books, watched the show, I don't understand where the left goes, oh, my God, this is the Republicans. And it's funny because, like, the whole point of why things happen in Gilead is because women, like, the... um because of birth control and um, because of other stuff, people weren't able to get pregnant. So like, really? yes, that's the whole point of Gilead is that there's a child shortage and people, and there's issues for why people aren't able to get pregnant, but they're blaming the environment on the reason why people aren't able to get pregnant. But really it's like the whole birth control abortion industry. Um, stuff like that and it's like it's subtle and i don't think she meant it that way but it is that way yeah it's like from like all the drugs all the awful foods we're taking um all the medications we're taking like that's the reason why women aren't able to get pregnant so that's why they have the handmaids because these were the women who for some reason were able to have kids that's what the handmaids are they were for some reason able to have kids 
And so it's the government saying, okay, because you've been able to have kids, you're going to supply the kids for the wealthy families in the country. So like the wealthy family will get like one or two handmaids and then the- Yeah, so they'll get a handmaid. The husband will- So it's the whole concept of- um, What was it? Uh, Abraham and Sarah and then their maid. Oh, so the oh, maid, like shoot. the handmaid, is the maid. Hagar. Hagar. Yes, I was blanking on her name. So the handmaid's Hagar, and so that was the whole concept of Sarah's. Like, here, take my maid, my handmaid, and nice. impregnate her so we can have a kid. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, very interesting premise. Which I was very surprised you didn't like or get into maybe maybe we were tired i think we finished the first episode like i feel like oh, I remember it just went by close. so slow i think it just was going by so slow and like it was doing all these flashbacks and i didn't really get it like i think we well, just it was flashbacks to like the normal world yeah but i didn't understand like wh- how far is the time jump because everybody looked the same yeah like that the, but that's like the whole concept it was like the normal world was like Ten five years ago, years ago oh that's interesting too mm-hmm. yeah maybe i don't know so like we started because at all the stuff we did last year wow it was exactly a year ago <laughs> crazy yeah. all the stuff we did last year everything we went to women were dressed up as handmaids and we were like what on earth is this like yeah heard of it. <laughs> so then one day I think everybody else, I don't know why no one else watched it with us, but me and Melanie are like, we're going to watch it. We're going to watch it. So we like tried to watch it and I fell asleep. Like it just wasn't interesting. It was just like playing in the background. Yeah. Um. So, and, but I guess like the only, like the only parallel that I can see what the left saying is just like it being pro-life is just like forcing women to have kids. Like, that's, like, where the only parallel is. But the difference is it's women aren't being forced to have sex. Right. Like, yeah. but, like the women who are getting abortion yeah. are not being forced to have sex. I mean, there are definitely women who have been taken advantage of and raped. And, like, I'm not saying any of that. But, yeah. like, these women who are, like, dressing up as handmaids, what they don't understand, it's, like, no, the difference is not the fact that pro-life is forcing women to have kids it's not forcing women to like it it, it's like forcing women to have sex like that's the difference between handmaid's tale and pro-life movement pro-life movement just believes every life matters but handmaid's tale it's literally just forcing women men onto women like it's just that's the only parallel and that's where i think they're completely misread it and misunderstood it does that make sense yeah i don't know if i explained that well no no no. i totally get what you're saying and i think like from their perspective i definitely see why they think it is like what they're probably but it's very like abstract like you really have to go out there to like compare the two well i think it's from their perspective i i kind of see where they're coming from but like realistically when we deal in truth and reality i think it's definitely not what republicans want like it's definitely not no and and it's completely like it's not and and i guess too what they're saying is like 
Gilead is technically deemed like a Christian society. And, oh. and I, yeah, and I guess that's like the other parallel. It's like, it's very Christian. It's very like they pray and they le- read the Bible passage of Sarah giving her maid to Abraham before the act. And it's like, um, oh God, what do they say? Like, they don't say hello. They said, they say something like, um, like something like bless you or, um, I don't really remember. Peace be said. with you. Yeah, peace be with you. Yes. Oh, I was just saying. Yeah, it was like that. Catholic. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was just like it was like yeah, like peace be with you, and like stuff like that. And so I guess that's where they get it. It's like between like the Republicans wanting a Christian society, quote unquote, in their eyes, which I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't see the Republican Party wanting a christian society i just see the republican party making decisions based off their christian belief like there's a difference there is a difference and there are two republican parties i i think that like just to get into that for two seconds there are definitely two republican parties there are definitely people who want a theocracy there are people who want to do everything in their power to make it a theocracy but then there are people who just want who are just voting based on their christian beliefs and as long as you respect them, they respect you. I disagree um, with you on like the two Republican Party. I think it's a very small, like it's not your everyday Republican Party volunteers that are what you're saying. I think it's a very small group that just I disagree with you completely. Like I think it's a very small group that's loud, but I think it's also like, it's like some people that you follow and you're thinking it's like a bigger yeah well, I, don't like, know, I don't see that at all i i truly don't see that where i am well i'll be honest with you i don't necessarily want a theocracy because realistically i would be i would not do well in a theocracy as an unwed 26 year old but i wouldn't like for example i think porn should be illegal like i think we should completely make it illegal which is very authoritarian of me which someone told me when I said that he was like aren't you Republican that's very authoritarian and I thought about it and I was like "Hmm, it is I'll that'll be my authoritarian statement and I think that abortion should be illegal I so like I don't know I and I know I'm not alone in this I know there's a lot of other people who agree with me too so I mean there's people who are like way further that like that want a legit like almost a pope as our president and I'm definitely not there but I will say like I I I mean you saw that test I took I'm pretty Christian conservative like and I know I'm like I know I'm not alone in that especially the first like just tiny things like wanting abortion completely illegal like I want it banned I want people to be in trouble if they participate but no yeah and it's one of those things pornography that there's secular arguments too for why that's not healthy and moral um you know with the sex trafficking the low lifespans how that affects people mentally Mentally. who consume porn how it affects their sex lives their expectations of sex so there's tons of even secular reasons for why people should get behind regulations on pornography yeah. And then too, like 
there's secular reasons with birth control and abortion and and there's even things of like like data on why divorce affects children yeah and I think like there's so I'm just saying like and these and all those things a believer can get behind and agree with and then science and data also confirm these things that our faith you know supports and I think we should get rid of no-fault divorce. Like, I mean, there's just a bunch of things that, like, I mean, a straight-up theocracy, no. But, like, I do think there are some things that, and, and like I said, like, I, I know I'm not alone in that. I know there's tons of other people who agree, too. That's why I think there are two Republican parties. That's how I feel. Um, but at the end of the day, we need to remember our priorities. We vote for policy. So you find the policy that you like and agree with, and that is what you vote for. You vote for that. Um, and you, there is no politician that you're going to love. There is no politician that you are going to agree with hundred percent, but, um, you have to, we're in a, you know, whether we think it's right or wrong, we are in a, um, we have a, how about to say, a bi-party. We have a, um, what am I trying to say, you guys, when it's two parties? Bipartisan? Bipartisan. We have a bipartisan, um, we have a bipartisan system. So that's just what we have to deal with. But anyway, um, crazy that she was canceled by her own people um let's wrap it up oh we'll also leave the article um on the i'll put the article in our blog post so you guys can read it and tell us oh that will be wait did she ask a question she got was there um why can't we say women anymore that or no what what should be the question for spotify do is it offensive maybe like do you find it offensive that we can't use the word woman anymore i'll do that to be the question on spotify let us know answer that um if you're listening on spotify our last thing of the night day week whatever whenever you're listening to this is our og politic and the spotlight is brought to you by culture of life 1972 Head over to col1972.com and use the code thoseothergirls1972 and get 10% off your purchase. 100% of your purchase goes to pro-life causes. Okay, so this I found very interesting. This happened this week in politics. Are you guys ready? This is super interesting. Congress investigated communists in Hollywood. All right, here we go. On October 20th, 1947, the notorious Red Scare kicks into high gear in Washington as a congressional committee began investigating communist influence on one of the world's richest and most glamorous communities, Hollywood. After World War II, the Cold War began to heat up between the world's two superpowers, the United States and the communist-controlled Soviet Union. In Washington, conservative watchdogs worked to out communists in government before setting their sights on alleged reds in their famously liberal movie industry. In an investigation that began October 1947, the House Un-American, 
Activities Committee grilled a number of prominent witnesses asking bluntly, are you or have you ever been a member of the Communist Party? Uh, fun fact, on some of the, um, in 2019, when I took immigration law in um, grad school, that are, are you or have you ever been a member of the Communist Party was on the application, immigration application. Like they still ask that. <laughs> Whether out of patriotism or fear, some witnesses, including Eli Kazer, actors Gary Cooper and Robert Taylor and studio honchos Walt Disney and Jack Warner gave the committee names of colleagues they suspected of being communists. A small group known as Hollywood 10 resisted, complaining that the hearings were illegal and violated their First Amendment rights. They were all convicted of obstructing the investigation in several jail terms. Pressured by Congress, the Hollywood establishment started a blacklist policy, banning the work of about 325 screenwriters, actors, and directors who had not been cleared by the committee. Those blacklisted included composer Aaron Copeland, writers Dashelle Hammett, Lillian Hellman, and Dorothy Parker, playwright Arthur Miller, and actor and film filmmaker Orson Welles. One of the blacklisted writers used pseudonyms to continue working, while others wrote scripts that were credited to other writer friends. Starting in the early 1960s, after the downfall of Senator Joseph McCarthy, the most public face of anti-communism, the ban began to lift slowly. In 1997, the Writers Guild of America unanimously voted to change the writing credits of 23 films made during the blacklist period, reversing, but not erasing, some of the damage done by the Red Scare. And that is what happened this week in politics. Isn't that very interesting, especially considering like what's going on today? I didn't read it fully when you posted it, and I thought it was something that's happening today. Okay, fascinating, fascinating, because of what is going on in Hollywood today. You would think that something like this could possibly happen, but let's be honest, they're pretty pro-communism now. Which is funny because they don't realize that them being able to do their art is pure capitalism. Yeah, and to be paid so highly for their art (laughs) is capitalism. But all right, guys, that's what happened this week in politics. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure you like, review, subscribe, tell all your friends. Make sure you answer our Spotify question. Um, Check out our um, blog post that has all the links to the articles. It was suggested by a listener to do something like that. And I'm really glad we did. We'll also include um, a picture of Vic's Let's Go Brandon shirt. If you really think it's cute and you want to order some, go ahead and reach out to us on our podcast page um make sure you donate let's go ahead and wrap up our donation to um the women's shelter anything else ladies you think we should add no but breaking news alex baldwin accidentally shoots and kills cinematographer (gasps) wait what alex baldwin accidentally killed the director of photography in the set of his latest film rust he also wounded the movie's director. According to the Santa Fe County Sheriff's Office, it occurred during filming in New Mexico when a prop gun discharged. An investigation is ongoing to find out what type of bullet came out of the firearm. TMZ reports that the gun was supposed to have blanks in it, but when it fired, either shrapnel, shrapnel or a bullet hit two people on set. After being struck by the projectile, director of photography um, was taken by helicopter to the University of New Mexico Hospital in Albuquerque, where she succumbed to her injuries. 
Um, Souza was brought by ambulance to a local hospital where he has been given emergency care. No one has been arrested in the shooting and no charges have been filed, but the incident remains under an open and active investigation. Wow. Oh, that's crazy. I also learned today that it takes seven seconds for you to recognize that you've been hit by a bullet. Really? Yep. And it takes three seconds for someone to uh, walk 20 feet. Like if someone's 21 feet away from you, it can take them three seconds to get to you. Mm. So the other thing I saw real quick that people are wanting Kristen Stewart to play the Joker here at Pattinson's Batman. (laughs) That's stupid. (laughs) Funny. Funny. Yeah. Funny, and I just want to circle back and bring that back <laughs> to gun safety and yes. why everybody should take at least once a gun safety, how to use a gun class like Mallory. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Seriously, everyone take a class just so you can be aware and so you can know. I'm sure that could have been avoided. I don't know the full situation. I don't but- think so. It was like a prop gun that went off but it looks like someone got a real gun and a prop gun mixed up right but if they had well you can that can be avoided like if they had yeah yeah well it's not like he like was intentionally shooting someone in the movie right right right. that's what i'm saying like i don't think he personally like once it was there and it was given to him sure but like you know between putting that gun a real gun down and a prop gun down there definitely was some wires that were crossed anywho everyone rate like review subscribe follow comment all the jazz thank you so much for listening bye bye everyone Thank you for listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Bailey. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Head over to our website, thoseothergirls.com, to read our blogs and receive exclusive content. And connect with us on Instagram, at thoseothergirlspodcast, and on Twitter, at TOG underscore podcast. Those Other Girls, changing culture and bringing back traditional values.